Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The F1 sitcom Max and GP is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hey, GP, it's me, Max. So I was thinking for the race this weekend, I, I think I'm going to change uh, from hearts to soft around lap 24. That's not a good idea. You need to be uh, more in tune with the correct tyre management and strategy. Thank you. Just use your brain a little bit, please, Max. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we're really not getting along, but we do get along. It's so crazy, isn't it? Oh, someone's at the door. Hello, Max. Oh, it's Jos Verstappen, my father. How are you? I just had to strangle an enemy, but uh, very well. <laughs> hey, I have to go out. Can I, can I get a hug? Um, I haven't hugged anybody. <laughs> this is... Hang on, wait, we'll end it. Oh, look, it's Kramer. I mean, uh, Perez. Oh, I love to driving, eh? Yes, could you fuck off, please, uh, Sergio Perez, you inferior specimen? Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. Absolutely mega. Hi, I'm Josh Weller. My name's Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. I was I, about to I, say Drive to Survive. I think we did too many voices there. I was certainly losing track of who yeah, I was. Yeah, that was that I think the brunt of that performance fell on you. I really feel a connection to Hank Azaria and to the work that he did in The Simpsons. From that. From that, yeah. yeah having yeah, to yeah. go from Joss to Gian Piero Lambiassi to not the most sensitively charactered uh, interpretation of Sergio Perez I've ever <laughs> mustered, I have to say. <laughs> oh, the thing, what I find so funny about the Max and uh, GP sort of sitcom frisson, the thing mm-hmm. that, because F1, F1 is loving it. I think it's just, I do think it's fake. Like I think on Saturday, Max got pissed off. And someone at Red Bull went, guys, the stats are off the charts. Mm. So when Max is just driving two minutes ahead of everyone during the race, can you just sort of antagonize each other a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're going to get so many more clicks. That's that's They do that in football all the time. They now hire pundits who just go, I think that the guy should just kick him in the head. And then it goes, oh my God, can you believe what Roy Keane said? And they obviously have gotten onto that because in all of the... I mean, the ratings for F1 being so low at the moment mm-hmm. is is so titillating and gorgeous and fun for me. They've spent so much time focusing on, okay, we need sexy drivers, sexy drivers in ice baths and documentary teams all over the place. And they've forgotten, 
It's like somebody who's spent, like, like a bloke who spent so long practicing his chat-up lines that he hasn't showered in three months. <laughs> and he goes there with all these great chat-up lines and goes, hey, babe, you'd be like the sun. And then they go, oh, you, sorry, you stink. You fucking stink. You, you're, I'm a wretch. F1 viewership in the US has declined... Uh, Despite a surge of popularity, ABC's broadcast of the Miami Grand Prix was a, had 25% less viewers compared to last year. And the overall viewership is bought, is is down this year by quite a big amount. Yeah. And yesterday when I saw Max Verstappen in Park Ferme out of the car mm. while Lewis crossed the line in fourth, I realized, yeah, I could see why people would find this boring. <laughs> the, wi- the winner should not be able to park his car, get out, Order a filet fish yeah. and while while the person in fourth is only just crossing the line. Yeah. I watched the race after the race took place. I was mm-hmm. driving my car mm-hmm. uh, while the race was taking place. And then I was a bit worried later whether it would be boring for me to watch a race that I already knew Max was going to win by 20 seconds. And then I realised, oh, no, that's what's happened all season. Yeah. I, that's that's not that's no different to watching it live. Okay, there's a lot to go through this week. So very quickly, let's just both come up with one way that we can help Formula One increase its viewership. Okay, mm-hmm. and it can't be an obvious thing like closer racing or racing. It can't be closer. No, it racing. has to be something. It has to be something because all F1 does is panic. Right? They go, oh my god, people aren't watching all the races. Do you know what we need? More races. No, 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 no. They're just going to not watch more races. You can't add more races and get more viewers. You've got to make more people watch the races that exist. So F1 go, how about like a race before the race? No, that's still more races. <laughs> that's still more. That's just a shorter race. That's a shorter race. And you and then you can't use tactics like pit stops. So actually the sprint races are even more boring. He goes, okay, what about we call sprint qualifying like a sprint shootout. That's mm. no, no, no. That's just a different word. That doesn't make Formula One more exciting. It's qualifying, but you've rebranded it. They tried to call Coco Pops Choco Krispies, and it didn't fucking work. Okay. No. No. So, in keeping with that, let's come up with a more ridiculous idea. Like you remember when Opal Fruits became Starburst? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or remember when Jeff um, became Sif? Yeah. Oil of Ule became Oil of Ole. I preferred all of you, though. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. Because, yeah, let's do it. Let, let, a quick one. What do you think? Um, How would you get more people watching F1? Uh, bottom. So you create a loser's podium. So the oh, bottom three, good. the bottom three have their head in stocks and get tomatoes thrown at them. Like... <laughs> you know, no, like naughty villagers in, uh, in, in, in like medieval times. <laughs> I think we could do the opposite. I've said this before, instead of the cool down room, I want the other 17 drivers in, a, in the losers cool down room where they just bitch about the three people on the podium. Mm. That's what I'd love to see. I also want the warm up room where you just keep all the drivers in a room that's way too small and hot. And also I want it to be like, you know, NASA have those rooms where it's so quiet that you can hear your own blood moving around your body no. and it sends people insane. The NASA have created these rooms that which are silent to a level that you have never experienced in your human life. So that I want the warm-up room, all the drivers to be trapped in these rooms where it's so silent they can hear their own blood move I just, and then to be flung into a car. I but think- they'll be so demented with the idea of their own existence and circulatory system that they'll drive like insane people. And um, and crash more. From the looks of things, if you want to just hear the sound of your blood, you could just have a chat with Logan Sargent. And I feel like the boredom of it. <laughs> oh my God, is he talking? I can hear my blood right now. He talks like he drives. Slowly. He, um, I would, to save F1, first of all, loop the loops. Let's just get it done. All the adverts for, for Vegas, they're doing loop the loops. Mm-hmm. Let's just put like a Hot Wheels thing in and then i also think that if you're not on the podium you can increase your points after the race if you immediately get out the car and whoever is in front of you and has more points if you can knock them out in one punch then you get their place you get their points that's a good idea i've just had another brainwave okay 
You know what everybody loved in the like 90s, early noughties? Tamagotchis. Yes, but well, I mean, and loads of things. Mm-hmm. But the specific thing that I have in mind. Shoelaces that are curly. No, I still love okay. those. Uh, Robot Wars. Yes. Robot Wars meets yeah. Formula One. Yeah. Now we're talking. Philippa Forrester and Martin Brundle on the gridwalk. Mm-hmm. So this is Sergeant Bash. And Sergeant <laughs> Bash is going to be... Sergeant, they've all got to navigate. Oh no, they're going around, you know, Baron Rouge. What's it called? Rouge? Billy Rouge? Rouge uh, off? Oh, Rouge. Uh, oh, Rouge. Radion. Oh, Rouge. Oh, Rouge. And I slept with him. Oh, Rouge. Is that oil of ole? It's oh, Rouge. Uh, Did he have a semi on? No, but he had a radion. <laughs> uh, I think I was talking to a. If you have a radion, you might go for a Sergeant Bash afterwards. <laughs> I spoke to a new F1 fan yesterday who will remain nameless, but they said to me that they went, Hey, I finally watched an F1 race. They're a big drive to survive fan. And I've never heard, I've never heard this sentence in my life and it blew my mind. And I'm not going to be accused of gatekeeping here. I'm not, not passing judgment on what this person said, Mm -hmm. but it said a lot about where formula one is. Mm -hmm. They said, I don't really like to watch the F1 races because I feel like they spoil what's going to happen in drive to survive. Yeah, it's a, it, it's an interesting blew my mind. It's an interesting bed they've made for themselves. These Formula One. It's like their plan worked too well. It's like what's a what's a good sort of uh, a parallel for this? Where the the thing that you use to promote, like the you know your brand becomes more successful than the brand itself. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's mad, isn't it? But it did get me thinking that another way we can save Formula One is we have F1 Wives, the show. Yeah. Or husbands, or whatevers. But um, I think, you know, prob- probably wives, given that if there is anyone. I feel like Formula One's quite homophobic. F1, well, I think, you know, probably a bit Yeah, repressed. I mean, the world's quite homophobic, so. But anyway, I feel like what we do is we do F1, the wives, mm-hmm. right? And each of the girlfriends has a show, like, like the Kardashians, mm-hmm. right? And then whoever has made the most money from their sort of business empire, like um, who's the young Kardashian, Jenna, that has oh. a makeup company? She's a billionaire. Um, it's a self-made billionaire. Is it Kylie Jenner? Kendall Jenner? Joni? Oh, no. name, begin, name begins with K, definitely. Neville Jenner, Rory Jenner. Um, um, anyway, her. I think the way that F1 wives should... Um, affect the championship is whichever wife makes the most money from their entrepreneurial business choices, they then they the their partner gets twenty championship points at the end of the year. That's such a good idea. Yeah. So you remake The Apprentice, but f- purely through the uh, business ventures yeah. of the the significant others. Let's say that's not gendered of the drivers, team principals, etc. See. That's good, good ideas. Idea. These are, These good, are ideas. good ideas. Or if I was Stefano Domenicali, I would just give Lewis Hamilton penalty points for crashing into Sergio Perez in what was quite clearly a racing incident. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, he's done it. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Well That's done. Fantastic. Well done, Dominic Stefano Domenicali. He is biased towards Ferrari. Stefano Domenicali. When Carlos crashes, there's no further action. But Lewis <laughs> can fuck himself. Dun, 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 dun. Let's review the Belgian Grand Prix. Um, the, this, uh, but, but who sponsors the Belgian oh Grand Prix? That's what God, I want to so, know. This is the, I'm so excited for this. And you just can't hide it. This is my home race. <laughs> 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 this is my home race because this week it's the Formula One MSC Cruises Belgian Grand Prix. And I like the fact that the, they ironically went, well, let's sponsor the wettest race. And they went with Belgium. <laughs> that's very funny. And it was dry. That makes me, that's so 2023 Formula One. Yes. Um, what I loved is, first of all, there was no, <laughs> there was no grid walk because who the f- not what kind of fucking celebrity wants to go to Belgium? Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yes, okay, name one more. Name one more famous Belgian person. There are none. Well, all the footballers, but apart from that, I can't do it. Okay, fine. Um, and so they had to, Brundle had to do a, like a fan grid walk. 
where he w- went out into the audience and like was just chatting to people, most of whom didn't speak English. And I think that should be a staple every week. It's better talking to these excitable, nonsensical, like rather than the... Or like it, it really puts him in a position of power, which mm-hmm. I think he deserves after all this time. Oh, yeah. And uh, after his, you know, F1 career, in a way. Yeah. He was never in a position of power. He was loved, but he never won. He was in a position of horsepower in the exactly. same way that all Formula One drivers are, but yeah. never never palpable power <laughs> or uh, contextual power. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's a great idea. And more capes for the singers of national anthems. I mean... That national anthem was, that was Antoine Delis. Um, He was, that was the best. Here's the thing, as Formula One gets worse and worse as a sort of, as a sport. As a spectator sport, yeah. And as a, and, and as a feat in like modern techno engineering and, and as for people who enjoy racing and for people who like drivers that don't seem like absolute dickheads. Mm. I will say the sort of Eurovision sort of craziness of the national anthem. Like they're all trying to out ridiculous each other. I'm all for it. Yeah. I just want for the rest of the season, they should have to up the ante. Like the only way they can keep their race contract for the next year is if mm. they outdo the race before with the national anthem. Yeah. yeah. I want the next Silverstone to be, um, I, 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 I'd like it to be, uh, like Dustin Hoffman yodeling. God save the King. I would like razor light. I would like every British landfill indie band mm-hmm. to do the national anthem together. So coming up next, we've got the Kooks with the Arctic Monkeys and Razorlight with Pigeon Detectives. <laughs> God save our gracious king! Yeah. And now Darren, it's, it's Darren from Scouting for Girls verse. God save the king! God save the king! God save the king! God save the king! That's... That's what I want. I love. I That's loved it. Idea. I absolutely loved it. Um, I love a lot fact of great that blue sky thinking. This episode already. We're not even cut. that far into it, but we've changed. The we've sport done. For yeah, the better. yeah. Rule Britannia, performed by the Hoosiers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's is great stuff. Uh, okay. Um, f- uh, the Orange Army. Yes. There's, there was. There was less Orange Army. At, First of all, we I keep saying this, but stop calling every race a home race, right? It's not a home race. You keep saying it because they keep on calling them home races. He's not Belgium. Silverstone's not a home race. Japan's not a home race. There's Red Bull's home race, which could be in Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Or Every home race is Switzerland. That's it. That's the only thing where it's really a home race because that's where all the teams hide their money. That's the only country where you could formidably have a legitimate home race. <laughs> I think the Monaco Grand Prix. Okay. I didn't think about that. And that's a fair point. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, but Monaco isn't a home race. Oh, apart from Charles, who just chunks it into the wall every year in Monaco. I do feel sad for him. <laughs> his, his, his luck in his races really betrays his beauty. Red Bull have Mexico. They have the Netherlands. They have Austria. They have Silverstone. Belgium. Belgium. And then but, are there any Belgium, others? Belgium because it's like, but why Belgium? Because it doesn't have an identity. Because it's kind of Dutch. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's like because f- nothing's happened there. <laughs> it's so funny. You, since Flanders Fields, what else have you fucking done? Like, <laughs> is that in Belgium? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, good. And the Orange Army. Firstly, they can't call themselves an army. I think given the history of... The Netherlands, who didn't really have an army. They just let a rather big one in mm. to do what they want. And then they ratted out a certain religion. Yeah, but they let them in because the Orange Army was too bad supporting, <laughs> too, too busy supporting motor racing. <laughs> That's why Belgium lost I so think, many wars. is because the Orange Army were always busy. Oh, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. I think in the next world war, yeah. if you went to a race in an orange t-shirt, that's how you get recruited for the army. Yeah. That's how you get called up. And we actually have a picture of you at the Kennel Strait wearing an orange t-shirt. Yeah. So, oh, no, um, no, 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 I'm not Dutch. I'm not Dutch. I'm yeah. just, uh, just up oil, just up oil. I think you're off to North Korea, you go. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, also Jos Verstappen had a young kid with him when right. Max won. Was the kid there uh, of his own free Well, that's will? What I don't know. Right, Jos okay. Verstappen's of an age where it could be his own seed or mm-hmm. it could be his grandchild. I yeah. just, I don't know. That's what happens when you're a rich businessman, isn't it? Yeah. It could be his eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Is it Mick Jagger's got like an like a five-year-old or something, doesn't he? 
Really? Yeah. That's amazing. It's why there should be. This is the fault of biology, really. There should be a cutoff, a certain age yeah. at which, like, God turns off yeah. your balls. At seven, <laughs> yeah. At seventy, you should have to retake your driver's license, and your balls should also be shut off. Mm-hmm. And, and you know? should give half of your stuff away. And also, seventy. Seventy is also too old. You shouldn't be a dad at seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be. It should be fifty. Fifty is the cutoff for parenthood. Whenever your whenever menopause is, that's when it should be the same for men. If yeah. women can't have babies past a certain age, men shouldn't be able to as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah? I'm with you. Okay, great. Uh, we're so progressive on dirty air. Um, I'm not sure if... Is that... It yeah, was I the driver's so. strike. Uh, the writer's was, strike. The, the writer's... I wish there was a driver's yeah, strike. The writer's strike in Hollywood. I feel like, firstly, if there's a writer's strike yeah. in Hollywood, which means no one in Hollywood can write TV shows, how are they going to write the fake storylines for Drive to Survive? Yeah, I was thinking that about WWE, like wrestling. Does that count if you're writing a fake narrative for a motorsport? Mm. Ask Will Buxton, he follows you. Because if we only get the real stories of F1 this year, we're, Drive to Survive is f- it's going to get cancelled. Yeah, Drive to Survive, your narcolepsy diagnosis. Yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 I don't know. It's going to be so incredible to watch the... They're going to have to pull everything out of the bag. All the... All the... All the so... <laughs> They were driving. Nobody was overtaking. And Max was ahead by 20 seconds again. And we just had to hope that the next week something would happen. The storyline has to be about them willing the sport (laughs) into life. Like, do something. Do something. Prodding F1 with a stick going, you'd come, come on. There was, Come on. there was a lap on lap 27 of the race. One of the commentators went, this is really a race where anything can happen. And it, I've never been lied to more. In, when my dad was having an affair with my mum's best friend, he lied to me less than that moment watching Sky Sports last night. <laughs> this is a race where anything... Really, is Gerhard Berger going to come out and do the last five laps? No, not anything. Nothing is going to happen. Uh they said at the beginning, uh, what a start for Red Bull. In the context of what? Yeah. Max like, is having a great race. He's how, how have you raised the volume of your voice for what a start by Red Bull? Like, what, what, what a start? What a, st- what a start? Like, how are you saying that? What a start for Red Bull? Like, they started well because it's the fastest. Also, Sergio Perez, and we'll get to this in the race review. Like, he should pre- be pretending to be slower. He, if I was him, I wouldn't have overtaken Charles Leclerc that easily. Because he's going, he's going, yeah, I'm in a Red Bull. It's faster than everybody. And then Max comes up behind him and goes, oh, no, I'm not faster than everybody. I'm faster than everybody else. I would have pretended to be as fast as Charles Leclerc just to go, oh, yeah, Max has got a fast car. Yeah. He's got a fast car. He doesn't. It's just you. Man. Max said, um, yeah, he said that he likes solo racing, which he just did. He still managed from fifth place to have a solo race this week. He yeah. overtook Perez like... It was like, you know, when a car is in the middle lane of the motorway at night and it's doing 60 yeah, and you, and you're annoyed at them, Mm. but you just breeze past them, but you pull in a little bit quicker just to make the point that they shouldn't be in the middle lane. Mm. That's how he overtook Perez. It was effortless. And you could just see him being like, he, he looked at Perez like, I felt like when he overtook Sergio, Max was thinking, mate, you are really like, how are you this slow? We're Mm. in the same car. (laughs) How are you this like he it was he picked the most effortless place to do it. Yeah. And he just went, mate, he's like, I'm not even trying. He's like, he could have just done that. He could have sh- shaken both his hands as he overtook Perez. Yeah. Then like, I'm not even driving right now. This is mental. Yeah, yeah. He'd, like, he's steering with his uh, knees whilst he's rolling up his bag. <laughs> with a brown wrist. You fucking oh God, yeah. No licorice, mate. Did you want one? <laughs> Max, can you stop rolling up that cigarette, please? Mate, can you fucking... What do you want from me? I'm just... I'm winning the race. During the race, the commentators said that... Um, the UK commentator said that they went, watching Max's dominance is a bit like watching um, Mercedes in the hybrid era or watching um, uh, McCl- um, Williams or, or McLaren back in the day. And I was like, no, it's not. Because, like, at least when Mercedes were winning, like, Max wasn't embarrassing. Max embarrasses his teammate now. Yeah, Bottas was never embarrassed. No, Bottas was never embarrassed. Nico was never embarrassed. Nico won. Mm. And any of the great rivalries or great dominant periods, it was never 
shameful for the second driver. Is that because Max is the greatest driver of all time or because Checo isn't as good as Bottas? I think it's because Checo isn't as good as Bottas. I think you'd like to think that. Yeah. Do you think Checo's better than... It's impossible to tell. Apparently um, Alonso's going to Red Bull. Yeah. I mean, I think when researching for this podcast, um, uh, because I have to read all the articles, I've never seen a Red... I've never seen an F1 race in my life. Um... (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny if I'd never watched Formula One? Just It's just reading. I just repeat what Peter Windsor says. Oh, it's not a rivalry at all. No. It, it doesn't constitute rivalry. Hamilton and Bottas wasn't really a rivalry. It's impossible to tell who's... Like, Bottas was... We felt sorry for Bottas. Yeah. We, like... It was like poor old Bottas and, oh, he's, you know, grown a beard because he wants to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's shaved off his beard because he wants to be taken seriously. Oh, he's grown a moustache. He would change his facial hair, but, yeah. but then never change where he came in a race, yeah. which was second. But he never let it get to his... He was much more mentally strong than it seems like Checo is because he was able to maintain second throughout yeah. everything, really. He was as predictably going to come second as Lewis was predictably yeah, going to come first. He is first. the greatest Garfunkel of all time. In a good way. Isn't I that mean, Nico that... Rosberg? Because he, oh, yeah, he's Garfunkel, Garfunkel yeah, yeah, came yeah. good. Garfunkel did have a hit yeah. album, didn't he? Also, me and Josh uh, did something the other day, uh, news to follow. Uh, but we were speaking to somebody who'd met Nico Rosberg, who said that he was absolutely lovely. I felt and a so really, guilty. Really nice guy, and I felt so bad. We can't say what it is yet, but it's pretty good that we did a thing. We did, like we, Angela Bassett. We like did a Angela, thing. We did the thing. We did. The we thing. did a thing last week. It comes out next week, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And week, um, but the person yesterday. doing the thing that we can't say, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Said that Lewis was a dick and Nico was lovely. Yeah, yeah. And that's the second time we've heard that Lewis has been and, unpleasant to. And everyone we've met who's met Lando said he's nice as pie. Yeah, I know. We fucked it. Our interpretation of these characters as we see them through the lens of the sport is so frequently wrong it turns out and we've got a lot of apologizing to do i think it's just lando reminds me so much of one of those guys who went to university who would describe themselves as the archbishop of banterbury <laughs> no, i i really do you know what i mean i really hope in drive to survive they have lando sh- coming up with how he got his goatee i like like they capture the moment <laughs> where he went i think i'm gonna grow a goatee <laughs> and then his whole team going um we've actually been doing the research on that and that's uh, actually um statistically, mathematically, and empirically, a fucking horrific idea. And him going, look, I'm 23 years old. I drive fast cars for a living. I'm a multi, multi, multi-millionaire by birthright. And then through my own talent, I'm also a millionaire. Mm. I'm growing a goatee. I'm getting both my nipples pierced. I'm getting a little Chinese logo tattoo. And I'm going to start DJing in a new metal band. And there's not think, a fucking thing you can do about it. Do you think you're allowed to have your nipples pierced if you're a Formula One driver? I think Lewis probably has his nips pierced, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. But, uh, but, and they probably, that's why they probably banned it is because they just went, oh, Lewis has done it, ban it. Yeah. That's what they wait for. Maybe which, that's why he's such a dick is because he's constantly being fucked with by, take your jewellery off. Which drive, two points. Which driver has a Prince, um, I was going to say Prince Andrew, is that what it's called when you have your... No. No, it's no, not. It's, it's, Prince Andrew is something very different. Yeah. What's it called? Prince Arthur. A Prince Albert. A Prince Albert. That's mm. it. So in um, England, for our, for our abroad listeners, when you get your todger pierced. Yes, you get your bell end pierced. I think Lewis has got that. For sure. Yeah. With like a really, you know, like Simply Red has a diamond in his tooth. Yeah. He's yeah. a glutton for adrenaline, isn't he? If, he's, yeah. if, you, if you're if you jumping out of planes, you've probably got a, like a bolt through your roo hole, don't you? <laughs> Yeah. I can see those two things. But I also being... think like Joe might be someone that's got like a belly button piercing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a really 90s piercing. Yeah, a belly button piercing yeah. for Joe. Yes. That's cute, well isn't done. it? Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Anyway, um, Belgian Grand Prix. Uh, we're going to have a quick break. Uh, don't forget to buy our merch and uh, don't forget to review the show. We'll be back in a sec for the review. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Dirty Air for the Belgian MSC Cruise Race Review 2023. Uh, in 10th place. Oh, by the way, do you have a song of the race? Uh, what's your song of the race? I've got Cliff Richard. Yeah. We're all going on a summer holiday. Well, that's nice. Because all the drivers seemed exhausted this week. And all the commentators. Yeah. And all the fans. <laughs> Imagine having to be in that many races where nothing was happening. Do you think F1 fans leave the races satisfied when they go to the races? Well, we I, didn't. I've been to two. Yeah. One of them with you. I The Melbourne one finished under a safety car mm-hmm. after 98 red flags. Yeah. And the Silverstone one, we left before the race happened. <laughs> So, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go, it's a better sport to watch on TV than it is to see live. That, now, that's yeah, going to be my that, response to that. That's my question of the week. My question of the week, please uh, tweet us telling us if you've been to a race, did you leave satisfied? What race was it? And were you satisfied when you left? Um, that's my, uh, Cliff Richard is my song of the race. Okay. Because because it's summer holiday time. Mm-hmm. And as we go through the constructors' standings this week, um, I want to go through uh, what we think the drivers are doing on their summer breaks. Okay. And inappropriate sponsor of the week. Yeah, this is the formula. Um, I'm going with, um, I know it's obvious because it's the MSC Cruises. So I'm going with P&O Cruises. Oh my God. I just think support the underdog. Yeah, I was going to go mean? with that as well. Were you really? Yeah. That's the second week in a row that well, we've done the same so thing. Sick. We have such great chemistry as we a have podcast. Such great chemistry. Too good, because we come up with the same things. I know, we could even finish each other's... Nah. Okay. Um, I think P&O Cruises, just because I think we need more P&O in F1. I want those crap... It needs to be... Cra- P&O is a depressing ship to go from Calais to Dover on. Yeah. And you get like a stale, horrible croissant for 15 quid. And then there's like an M&M world in there for some reason. I don't know. It's been, it's been 20 years since I've done that. Exactly. Yeah. And how good was F1 20 years ago? Bring it back. Okay. In 10th place, uh, Alpha Tauri. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda and Nick DeVries 2.0. Nick DeVries reimagined. Nick DeVries remastered for CD. Well, that's not very charitable. I think if you're going to put someone new in the car, they shouldn't finish in the same place. As, if you re- replace Nick DeVries and the person still finishes in 18th and 19th, did you really replace Nick DeVries? Nick DeVries, it's like James Bond. It's like one of those, it could be anyone. I think that there's, th- there is a level of blame. To be levelled, but I don't think it's to be levelled at Nick DeVries, no, and I don't no, no, think I'm it's not, to be levelled at Daniel Ricciardo. No, I'm not blaming. I know you're not. I'm saying generally. I'm. 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 I'm just saying that out there. Mm. If anybody were to, then I mean, it has, by the looks of things, worked in a sense in that it seems to have put a little bit of a rocket up Yuki Tsunoda's ass. Where did he finish? Tenth, qualified eleventh. Yeah, and he, he was going to finish ninth, but he got pipped by Gasly and Ocon with their team in disarray because of Otmar's uh, departure. Mm. And also because it was near their home race. It was like someone had put Tabasco on their little finger and shoved it up both their arseholes right before the race. Because they both went for it. It was Stroll who finished ninth. Gasly finished it behind. Yeah, yeah. But Gasly pipped uh, Itsunoda and then there was pit stops that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, where did Ricardo finish? Ricardo finished uh, 16th, up from 19th, but there's two DNFs, so yeah. they've pushed him up a little bit. Uh, it's not great, but I do have a certain sympathy with him. Uh, I um, uh, I think if you haven't had that time in a car, in the pre-season testing, uh, going through the car development, you're used to driving a Red Bull, and then you get plonked into an Alpha Tauri. It's like it's going to take you a little bit of getting used to. I drove my mum's car yesterday. And I wasn't used to it. There's no handbrake in it. It's a button. You press a button. Also, there's no, the, the key is just a thing with buttons on it that you have to press. Yeah. And then you, like, there's no key. So w- then you leave the car and then you go, oh, I've. Sorry, can you just say exactly what you just said, but in an old man's voice? Uh, 
well, uh, uh, the, the key, do you know, put the key in the car. And instead of, um, uh, <laughs> can you tell what old man I'm doing? I'm doing Dennis Norton from, uh, uh, from uh, the, 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 the cock. Uh, that is what we call in the industry, a bit of a cock up. I think. It'll be all right on the night. Do you remember that program? Uh, no. Okay. But again, showing your age <laughs> with the car and then referencing someone even I don't know. And I'm older than you. You are older than me. Um, Yuki Tsunoda is, uh, I think, on his summer holiday. My gut instinct is that he's just, I think, just relaxing and probably doing something similar to the bear in that he's learning how to cook somewhere. Mm, he, I think he'd really... He, he seems like the sort of person that would laugh when they're being shouted at. <laughs> <laughs> Who's shouting at him? The bear. Yeah. That, that's, that's what he wants. He goes, oh my God, I want to, wanna, I, I want that. I want that for me. I want, it's the intense environment. It's, what, it's like he's like swearing the whole time. They're going, Yuki, you've got to stop swearing. Ah, fuck you. Yeah, like, Yuki you can't take anything seriously. It's all just a mad, exciting, fun time. I need a poo. I drive fast. I I'm mean, he, learn how to cook. he drives, um, he drives like he's in a high pressure sort of Michelin star restaurant kitchen anyway, yeah. doesn't he? Fucking come on, fucking, fucking. Like, yeah, that's very true. I think Daniel Ricciardo is probably going to spend his summer um, driving a 1996 Peugeot 305 around the... Uh, Cyprus. Uh, uh, around the kind of Hogarth roundabout in Chiswick, just so he can get a feel of what it's like to drive the Alpha Tauri. I think Daniel Ricciardo is, um, for summer, for the summer break, he's um, going to Nick DeVries' parents' house. And it's just, you know, like when Homer Simpson comes home and the old man is suddenly Homer Simpson? I think Daniel's going to be Nick DeVries for the summer and the whole family are going to be like, yeah, this is their son, Nick. And Nick DeVries is going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. yeah. And then he's going to go meet up with all of his friends and Danny's going to be there. Like, no, oh, no, no, you're not Nick DeVries. This is Nick DeVries. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. And then he's gonna, then Danny's going to have sex with Nick DeVries' girlfriend. And Nick DeVries' girlfriend is going to go, yeah, no, I don't know who you are. This Australian guy. Is my the, boyfriend. Is, and his name's Nick DeVries. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Thank you very much. Um, uh, ninth place. Ninth place, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Now, what the fuck? Can we call them Alfa Romeo? I think it's more romantic. It's really weird. In Italy, do they call it Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> Alfa Romeo and Juliet. I mean, uh, it should be because it's in Fair Verona, isn't it? Where they lay their scene, From yeah. Ancient Grudge. Uh, break to Muni, where civil blood makes civil Four hands, hands unclean. unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their lives. And I feel like Joe and Bot could be the star-crossed lovers. Whose misadventure, piteous overthrow. No, I don't, but it fits the, the fact that I'm quoting Shakespeare on a Formula One podcast. Yeah, I suppose it does fit that. Uh, where did Joe finish? Uh, 13th, qualified 17th. Uh, Bottas finished 12th, qualified 13th. Oh, I mean, it's, it's just not time. so boring, isn't it? It's not time for Smacky Bot Bot. These teams around here, so Alpha Tauri are quite good fun because they're so shit that it's sort of engaging. <laughs> I can be engaged by the storyline. <laughs> Of how shit they are. Everything from Alfa Romeo, <laughs> from Alfa Romeo and Haas, yeah. are in this liminal space of yeah. nothing where I just, I couldn't, I can't even, oh, we do a Formula One podcast. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I cannot give a shit about Alfa Romeo, Valtteri Bottas, Zhou Guan Yu, uh, Hulkenberg, or Kevin Magnussen. Nothing. Nowhere. Yeah. They are, it, it's so incredibly. Like it's storyless. It's 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 got no narrative. It's it's an empty space. It's they're just all completely. Oh, qualified thirteenth, finished twelfth. What the fuck are you doing? That first of all, that's Lance Stroll's place. Mm -hmm. And what so? What are you doing there? Yeah. And I mean, Haas again, like qualifying sixteenth, finishing fifteenth. Kevin Magnussen qualifying twentieth, finishing eighteenth, uh, which is last of the finishing cars uh, for Hulkenberg. Who cares? What do you think Joe's doing with his summer break? He's got uh, four weeks off. They've already had four weeks off this year, but they've got another four weeks off. It's like it's like when people complain about school teachers. Oh, must be a hard life. Seven <laughs> weeks of holiday. I'm That's quite excited. I just hope that some. I hope that they do something. I hope that they're working really. You know, like. I used to have to do this sometimes because I was not very good at school. Mm -hmm. I would have to spend my summer holidays going to school to catch up with all the people who were good at school. Okay. 
And I think that's what they should all. If be you're in the bottom do. four teams, you have to go to boot camp, F1 yeah. boot camp. What, what, are, they, what yeah. are they doing with their time off? Well, they're fucking learning how to drive, hopefully. On the first. Learning how to make a car and learning how to drive respectively. F1 boot camp, first day. It's Jos Verstappen in little white shorts with a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, suckers, everyone line up. Hope you enjoyed sleeping on your bed of bricks and glass. This is my car. There are many like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> you need to take apart your Formula One car and put it back together blindfolded. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Joe. I, I think Max Joe, going. This car is too beaucoup. It's too beaucoup. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's too beaucoup. Bottas's summer break. I, th- I mean, look. What do you look? He he likes gin. He likes coffee. He's very Australian. I yeah. think that he is um, reshooting all of Crocodile Dundee two on his iPhone just to kind of impress his Crocodile Dundee two. You say? Yeah, because it's not as good, is it? But that's probably his favourite. I imagine. Okay. And I think Joe is, um, I think Joe is probably taking a sommelier course somewhere. I think he is going to Lisbon with all of his Sheffield uni friends. And they're going to go down the pink alley mm. and get the sardines yeah. and then drink some of that, whatever they're drinking. And have the horrible food, which is all like fish stuffed inside a potato and then crumbed. I think they're going to see Lewis Capaldi at Ibiza Rocks. I think they <laughs> I think they've got Tame Impala tickets and they're going to Kendall Calling. We're going to see Becky Hill at Ibiza Rocks. Okay, uh, eighth place. Magnuson with his summer break. Um, I don't want to be crude, but I think, I think he's just crushing Poon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. No, Magnuson on his summer break. I just get, when I think of Magnuson, I don't know why, but I just think of milk. Mm-hmm. I just think of milk. He is, if someone said to me, turn that, bo- this old bottle of milk, you know, like a fresh bottle that the milkman brings you with a yeah. little foil cap, to, what would that look like as a person? Can I tell you why I think it, you think that? Why? Because, you know, like, so you, my children, any children, you see them and they've always got these little plump children faces, don't yeah. they? They little cheeks, plump children mm. cheeks. And then you grow up. And uh, then your face sort of becomes more masculine if you're a man and the skin sort of drops with the loss of collagen and you have a more sort of structured uh, cheekbone jawed kind of man's Mm. face, don't you? Yeah. Um, He still has what I'd call his milk face. (laughs) Like you have milk teeth and a milk face. He's still got his milk face and this kind of fluffy little beard. Like all, it's all downy, downy little beard. I wouldn't be surprised if Magnuson still has two of his baby teeth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they just never fell out. You know, those people who they just never lose some of their baby teeth. Yeah. I think Hulkenberg is um, doing a sort of Rocky, whatever that guy who looked exactly like Hulkenberg in Rocky. I, I think he's trying to find a new hairdresser. That haircut is, I don't know why he, I understand it because in F1, it's all about the personal brand. Yeah. You need to be like, Someone went, listen, Hockenberg, you never had a podium. You're a good looking guy, but frankly, you just look a little bit fucking vanilla. Mm. Like, I know that you're a Formula driver, but really nobody, you just look like, you look quite boring. And then they went, what can we do that's the opposite of boring? And he went, I think blonde frosted tips. Do you remember NSYNC? Remember Sun like, 41? Yeah, but he's got a great face. He's it's gorgeous. Like, it's like he was worried that he was going to be too attractive to women. So had to do something to offset the call of his natural beauty. With that blonde hair, he could sell me ketamine in manumission. Mm. And I would not, in alligator shoes, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, or bully Harry Potter. Yeah, which is what I think Hogenberg's doing with his summer break, actually. Okay. I think he's selling <laughs> ketamine. Um, in seventh, we've got the Alex Albon team. Um <laughs> Because is that what we're going to call them? From it's now on? not. It's not a team, is it? In, in seventh is Alex Albon. Yeah, and where's Sergeant? I don't know. Yeah, nobody. It's like he's in. Is he probably in? He's probably in Utah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what do you think Sergeant's doing? And um, what do you? Is it gun related? I think he's going to one of those comedy clubs where they don't swear, and it's all for Mormons. I think he's going to one of those. Is it? Uh, is who's the guy that's the governor of California? DeSantis. Uh, I don't have no idea. The guy that's like uh, basically the new Trump who's running for president against Trump. I reckon they've gone on a fishing trip. I think Otmar Southdown's the new Trump. Why? 
Because it's like, because of what we were talking about before the podcast, when, you, when he's been interviewed, uh, it's a brilliant new team. Yeah. I can't tell you where, but it's a brilliant new team. He's, he's one of those, he is like Trump in that they went, you've lost the election, you need mm. to leave. I haven't, I'm still an F1. Yeah. Um, I think you'll find I, I'm not leaving Alpine. Okay, I've got a great new team. Totally great. The, the greatest, best new team. Which new, what's new team? Everybody says it's the best new team. I just, I don't want to, I, good people, good, both sides. <laughs> um, I um, think, what do you think Albon's doing? Alex Albon, family time. Family time yeah, in just, Berkhamstead. Sisters, mother. He really values family time because yeah. uh, they've had to spend so much time separated. Yeah. For reasons. And it's good that he, he has to spend time at his mum's house mm-hmm. um, because she's wearing an ankle tag. Okay. Sixth place, <laughs> Alonso. No, Alpine, sorry. Al- <laughs> Ocon and Gasly. Uh, yeah, great again. Ocon finishing eighth, qualifying 14th. A, maintaining his run in Formula One as one of my favourite drivers. Mm-hmm. And he is going to be uh, on his summer holidays uh, I think he's going. He's going to a vegan hotel in Corfu, and but then he's going to get distracted by the fires, and he's going to try and help out. And his girlfriend's going to be like, "The bit of Corfu we're in isn't on fire. You don't need to be doing this." And he's going to go, "I feel like I owe it to the community. They always show us a really good time, so I'm going to try and do my bit, and uh, I'm going to help uh, drive around." Uh, Quite quickly. Aid, uh, you know, quite quickly. I'm going to drive around. I won't be in the fastest ambulance. I'm going to drive drive fairly quickly. (laughs) You'll survive if you're in the back of my ambulance. I think Gasly is spending his summer, um, like, uh, doing his first, like, sort of Davina McCool fitness DVD. That's, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like Like, P90X. Yeah. You think he's going to do, like, Insanity, like he's Sean T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, dig deeper, everybody. Frazzled with gazzles. Just like, okay, everybody today, we pumped. Today we work on the glutes. Hey, I see you looking. I see you looking. Okay, guys, you're doing great, okay? After this, take a little break. We take a little break. We take a little break. And then we relax. And then I want to see those quads. Come on, let's move those quads, everybody. I want to see. Let's go. Can you tell I've never watched the fitness video? No. Um, that was very, uh, that, that was, that was very, very lifelike. I think he's, he, that he's ripe for that. And he is perfect to be the sort of person shouting at you during a spin class because he's exactly as humorless yeah. and sort of gives you the impression that he's like stupid enough to take an exercise class really seriously. He he has the facial hair as well of someone who would be a Peloton coach, mm-hmm. doesn't he? That mm-hmm. sort of, I don't have a jaw but I'm going to draw it on with my beard. Yeah. You know, exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know what I think? I think there should be like a, a Avengers assemble, but for all the dropped Red Bull drivers where they all have to get together, you know, and form a, their own team. They should all form their own team. Yeah. That's a nice. Once idea. you've been dropped by Red Bull, you have to, you go to the, I had just completely wiped out any memory of Gasly in a Red Bull car. Yeah. And even as we're discussing it now, I don't really believe you. Yeah. This is how Red Bull are not only doing this to their drivers, but they're doing it to me. <laughs> this is what they do. They go, no, you were never a Red Bull driver. And like Christian Horner waves his hand in front of your face, goes, no, you weren't. I'm a Red oh, Bull no, driver. You no, you're not. This isn't but the driver. I was a Red Bull driver. No, you weren't. This isn't the driver you're looking for. This isn't the driver we're looking for. Yeah. Um, I think that, ga- but then it's that thing, isn't it? Where like we go... Oh, we haven't really, as a society, began to process mentally what the pandemic did to us. We're only just starting to see it now. Yeah. People are starting to act more crazy. I think it's the same at Red Bull. Like, we're only just starting to see the mental effect that getting dropped is having on Gasly and all the... Albon seems to be the only one that's come out of it well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like Macaulay Culkin lost his mind. Yeah. But um, who's the main hobbit in Lord of the Rings? Uh, uh, for, uh, uh, Elijah uh, Wood. Elijah Wood, yeah. Yeah, like he's sort of a child star, but he's done okay. Yeah, he was Huckleberry Finn and now he's excelling in Yellow Jackets. Yeah, see? Yeah, And I um, Okay, I think that uh, McLaren in fifth. Uh, uh, McLaren, old McLaren had a car. Oh, E-I-E. Mc- oh no. Oh, McLaren had a car, D and DNF, from a P2 here to a DNF there. <laughs> <laughs> here a crash, there a crash, everywhere, everywhere a crash, crash. Uh, oh, Norris had a qualified seventh, 
finished seventh. But that doesn't tell the whole story, does it, Joshua? It doesn't tell the whole story, does because it, Alfie? he started floundering in wet shit, mm-hmm. uh, dropped all the way to the back, had to change his tyres almost immediately because they chunked the strategy, and then clambered his way back up to seventh. In his, He was very glum and having the piss taken out of him and sort of in a in that F1 Bantz consolation, George Russell, <laughs> do you not enjoy the race? <laughs> uh, and he was really down on the car, just said it was so slow. But he was able to get it back up from the back of the pack to seventh, where he started from after dropping down. So, uh, you know, the, the, ro- the race both took and gave back to him, I thought. Yeah, but in all that dropping back and all that climbing up, none of it was interesting or fun to watch at all. Well, no, it's an F1. One. It's for me, one. It's for me one. more fool me. Uh, Piastri um, got did, he got. Ooh, that sucks, doesn't it? From having such a off. good sprint and such a good qualies, and then to DNF. Yeah, but the, from the looks of things, the, there's still room for optimism. DNFs happen; yeah. they just fucking happen. Especially if Carlos Sainz drives into you, and then you get blamed for it, Ugh. which was sort of. Did you think that was unfair? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perez is just... It wasn't my imagination. I I saw that. I went, how is that Piastri's fault? Yeah. I swear to God that Christian Horner has Stefano Domenicali's kids locked in a basement somewhere. Well, why is Christian Horner... And before every race, he gets like a FaceTime of his kids with gaffer tape around their mouths and Horner being like, uh, like sore. But why would Stefano... Why would Christian Horner be telling... Because Domenicali can't... Like Red Bull don't ever get penalised ever for anything ever. But they weren't involved in... It's Ferrari on McLaren. You said... uh, Oh, did you say Carlos or Sergio? It was, oh, was Carlos, it, it was no, Signs. Sorry, yes, yeah, Signs. It was Signs who signs. drove into Piastri yeah, and caused yeah, yeah. the damage. But when, but when Lewis and Sergio have a thing, Lewis gets penalty, like a, like points on his license. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's but that's that's further ahead in the. Okay, fine. Yeah, um, I think that. Uh, I mean, um, I would. My my assumption here is that Piastri is um, with his summer break. I believe that he's. I mean, what what do you do when you're Piastri? I think you, I think he's got a lot of the other stuff to work on. Like, Piastri, you're a great driver. Sadly, that doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> um, what you're going to have to do is be a lot more interesting. Yeah. Have you thought about, uh, like, he's, he's going to be in a charisma workshop. Yeah, that's exactly it, because there's not enough personality about him. Yeah, yeah. If he wins Grand Prix and wins World Championships, we're going to go, oh... So, like, why isn't he telling anybody to fuck off? Or why isn't he having a nervous breakdown? Why isn't he being horrible to the guy on the team radio? Uh, Why isn't he being a brat? Why isn't he having his watch stolen? Uh, Why isn't he getting into an ice bath naked and making us all horny? Why isn't he, like, what's wrong with him? Why is he not doing extracurricular? How dare he be concentrating on the art of driving? Mm -hmm. So he's going to come back with kind of cool facial hair and a new haircut and go... He's going to come back like Sandy in Greece and go, mm. what up, stud? And we're all going to go, <gasps> piastri. Norris, I think that his, with Norris's summer break is that his uh, dad um, is going to make all the workers in the Norris Enterprise factory buy all of the Wonka chocolate bars until they can find a golden ticket and whereby Norris will finally get to go to Willy Wonka's magical land, but he'll drink out of the chocolate reservoir and get sucked up a pipe and murdered by an Oompa Loompa. Well, I can't top that. In Ferrari. Ferrari. Can uh, I be honest? Um, oh, okay. Can I be honest? I just want a DNF and a podium. That's very honest of you. Um, signs uh, looking ever more like a falcon. A te- a per- is it peregrine falcon? Yeah, that's a kind of type of yeah. falcon. My you- son's favourite of... In uh, favorite creature in the animal kingdom, really? Peregrine falcon, fastest bird. No way, mine's a smurf. Um, third place, the clerk. Mine's a poison dart frog. Um, good from Leclerc. Well done. Yeah, like, I mean, but that it's was as good as you could have hoped for. Whatever. Yeah, well, I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's whatever. Third place when you're having the worst season that you've ever had in, in, in when all your seasons have already been bad. Is this the worst season they've ever had? It's, it's up there. It's the worst. It's the least entertaining. But I think. Yeah, I guess so. Last time, last season was more heartbreaking for them. Yeah, this season is just more of a damp squib. Last time Ferrari won a world championship, it, the iPhone one was the iPhone. Okay, I don't know if that's true, but it sounds about right, doesn't it? 
2008, yeah. yeah. Must yeah. be right. 2008. 2008 was when, when did Raikkonen win? Yeah. Raikkonen was 2008, yeah. and that was the iPhone 1. Think about this. I'm o- pretty sure you're right. Obama. Even you pulled that out of your asshole, yeah. I think you're right. Obama became president the same year that Ferrari won their last World Championship. And we've had two more presidents since then in America. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So much has happened. I mean, Fast and Furious were only on Tokyo Drift. In two thousand and eight, I, I, I can't join in with you on the new. Isn't that insane? Fast and Furious. Friends had only been off the air for four years. Yeah, yeah. You had to buy a DVD box set of it if you wanted to watch it. Sir Alex Ferguson, I'm still manager of Manchester United. Oh, the heady days of two thousand and eight. Um, uh, I think that Signs is. Um, I think this. <laughs> I think Signs is spending his summer break on a safari, but he just has that moment through the periscope where he sees like the deer with its kid. And he has that moment where he goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then his agent, who is also his cousin, goes, come on, what's wrong with you? Don't you want to win a championship? You need that winning mentality, Carlos. And then he shoots the deer and then ties it to the hood of the car to take it back to, to you know, turn it into a, a wallet or whatever his rich people do when they shoot deers. And then alone at night, he just cries. He just has a solemn... <laughs> He just and he'll never forget the look of the whatever the, the at the baby elephant whose mum he shot. Yes, um, and I think cl- that yeah. Also, the idea that maybe he's taking a shot at an animal, and then in the scope he just sees the back of Charles's head rise up <laughs> and shoot the deer before he can, because he was too hesitant about it, and that's what Charles is doing as well. Do you think Charles is on safari? Um, I think Charles it just. Charles might have gone on safari for a day. It was one of many things. I think Sainz dedicated himself to safari and hunting. Yeah. And Charles did it for a day and did it better than Carlos. What I think Charles is doing is, you know, the episode of Friends where Joey gets his own apartment. Yeah. But he can't decorate it because, and it's all really tasteless. Yeah. That's what I think Leclerc's doing. He's finally doing up his place, but it's going to be like Joey Tribbiani's place. Yeah. Like there's going to be like a glass Jaguar table and like a stuffed cheetah carpet. I, and a phone in the toilet. Yeah, that's so... Because I reckon Charles is one of these men who is insanely good looking, but has absolutely no, no ten- game. Have you seen his trousers? Charles Leclerc's never worn normal trousers. Yeah, he's only attractive to the opposite sex naked. Like, as soon as he puts clothes on... <laughs> as soon as he puts clothes on, he's repellent to women because he can't dress. Yeah, hi, hi, hi. Yeah, I slept with um, Charles Leclerc last night. Yeah, it was really... Yeah, I mean, yeah, he looked... I mean, yeah, he looked beautiful naked. We went out to Sexy Fish... And uh, he paid for everything. And I ate sushi, which I thought was slightly overpriced. And actually the sushi didn't feel fresh. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a location place for rich people in Barclay Square. So it felt like a nice place to go. Anyway, after sex, I was thinking, I think this guy's boyfriend material. He's gorgeous. He looks like a Greek statue. He's, and, and also, what a great lover. I, I mean, no, huh? No, I didn't. No I, no, I didn't. But I kind of pretended I did just to make him feel better about himself. But anyway, after we had sex... He put on a cheetah sort of boxing Rene, dressing ground. Rene, do you like this zoot jacket? It is a zebra skin, yeah. his flesh. He was wearing a zebra skin dressing gown. And then he went to make, he was like, would you like a cafe? And I went, yeah, I'd love a cafe. But I heard what was quite clearly the turning on of an espresso machine. And I thought, you're a millionaire. Why are you making, why are you making espresso? So you know how bad they are for the environment. You know, George Clooney has one of these. Yeah. And then he came back in and he asked me if I wanted to watch How I Met Your Mother. He really is the funniest program. The guy about. has the guy. <laughs> the guy just has no. T- he has a he has a statue of Rocky in his hallway. Yeah, he's the inspiration sportsman, you know. He has Scarface on repeat in his bedroom because I think he's watched Cribs too many times. He's one of my favorite films. Is is immoral, uh, you know, uh, choices he has to make is so powerful. I watch it every day. It was so... Then he asked me if I wanted to go and watch Imagine Dragons the next night. That's my favourite band. I think they're a really uh, diverse uh, portfolio of songs. It really gets me every time, you know? We can keep going with this forever. Third mm. place, Aston Martin. Stroll? Stroll. Qualified 10th. Mm-hmm. Finished 9th. Yeah. Alonso fini- uh, qualified 9th. Mm-hmm. Finished 5th. What's... Um, a very Aston Martin type day. Stroll, uh, Alonso's face during the National Anthem was the best part of the race. <laughs> He was the only one that looked at the camera, like in the office, and went, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did like he did Tim, didn't he? Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, um, I've, just, I've just made a face on a podcast. I, mean, I do apologise about that, listener. Quick question: What do you think Stroll's doing on his summer break? No, I think he's on a. <laughs> he's going. He's going. He's going on one of those like monk retreats, uh-huh. like a silent retreat mm-hmm. where he just eats like healthy food mm-hmm. and he's silent and he's it just cleanses himself of all of his evil and the mm-hmm. leave, all the toxins yep. leave your body. That's what he's doing. Oh, what I do you think Alonso's doing? I agree. I agree that I think Stroll is trying to cleanse his soul. No. Nah. But I also think in the evenings, maybe no. there's, there's like a knock on the, t- on the tiki hut. I wish there wasn't. And he, and he goes, mm, and he goes, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of a meditative chant. He goes, hey Lance, it's just me, it's Raquel. And he goes, oh, oh, I, I've taken a vow of silence. I, I mean, I'm not going to talk anymore. Hey, Lance, I know you've taken a meditative um, retreat. And I know that Alfie maybe just said that so that I couldn't, so Josh couldn't hypothesize on a sexual encounter. And you maybe thought that if you couldn't talk, then maybe it would make the bit die. But I'm just going to try it anyway. You don't need to say anything. Let me talk. Uh, Raquel, are you trying to seduce me? <laughs> You've had a difficult summer, and I know that um, Alonzo seems to be losing his cool with pretending that you guys are best friends. Um, and I just feel like, hey, no, stay uh, close. Stay close. I like thought it. he really liked me. Uh, oh, I my th- God. Is that a Ferrero Rocher? We're not meant to have sugar at this place. I'm getting a headache. I won't tell anyone, but why don't you put these crunchy hazelnut praline balls in your mouth, Lance? Oh, God. <laughs> why don't you just um, lay down? I'll give you a little oil rub. Do you like hot stones? Your daddy likes hot stones. Oh, Raquel, please don't mention my daddy when you're giving me one of your massages. Are you sure about that? I think you quite like it. No. Um, I think Alonzo is, uh, I think he's doing the same thing. I actually think Alonzo is having sex with Lance Stroll's wife. Next. Second place, Hamilton, his summer break is, uh, he's um, going to a neat burger investment meeting to see if there's an ROI on the vegan burger company that he's invested in. And I think Russell is on the Trans-Siberian Express or whatever that train is. Uh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, today we're crossing from Italy into Switzerland. Ah! Yeah, uh, he's got lots of days out planned. He's going to Bletchley Park. He's going to, <laughs> he's doing all of that sort of shit. I mean, I got nothing to say on Mercedes. I just, it's just, it's embarrassing how wet their year has been. They're the second best team. Yeah. And they are nowhere near. They're a mid-table team. Yeah. The mid-table is... The low, like, yeah. So Alpine, in my brain, it goes like the shit outlier, Alpha Tauri. Uh, then you've got Alfa Romeo and Haas, who are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Then Williams, who are really exciting because they're not the worst team. Yeah. And they've been the worst team ever since I've watched Formula One. Uh, so that's uh, the, the Alpha Tauri and Williams. That's the that's the, they bookend the shitness with Alpha Romeo and Haas irrelevantly in the middle. Then you've got <laughs> Alpine, who are like you know how people refer to like a team as being the best of the rest. Yeah, Alpine are the worst of the rest. Uh, McLaren are surging up, so they're they're an exciting team at the moment. Ferrari and Mercedes are both like fuck them because yeah. they should be at the top. And Aston Martin is still sort of exciting because they should not be third in the championship, yeah. but they are. And that is, then there's just Red Bull, who it's like, that's another sport. Mm. We should do another podcast where we talk about Red Bull and everything Red Bull. And also what's so funny about Red Bull is they're really leaning into the, like, they're the baddies. Yeah. They're the baddies of the sport and they're really, then they're, they're enjoying that. They're the Death Star, basically. Um, Essentially, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that, um, okay, so. Uh, you know, Toto Wolf came out and said uh, if they'd given Nick DeVries more time, he could have gone on to be a Red Bull driver. And he went out for a coffee with Nick DeVries. And did we speak about this last week? Well, I mean, no, I know you said that Toto's like, whenever someone gets dumped, that Toto's like the first person they call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, warm, oh, Come on, let's go for Let, Let's have a waffle. Yeah. Let's, you've earned it. Let's go, let's go and sort things out. Like, I'm the good guy and evil Red Bull. They're the baddies. It's all playing into this broader, overarching narrative idea of Formula One that is the only thing that we can invest in because there isn't any racing going on. Um, I think when, I think with Verstappen, okay, Verstappen first, Perez second, but Perez isn't second, is he? No. He's not. He's like, he's like, I think it should go Max first, uh, Checo seventh, yeah. uh, Leclerc eighth, yeah. and it just goes down yeah. from, you just I skip out six Max is, cars. Max finished first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah. <laughs> and they should start awarding him those points. And the podium is just, lo- I like solo racing. Yeah, I like solo, solo podiums. Hey, how'd you like a solo podium, you fucker? All right. solo, solo racing is like uh, when Gary Neville described, like, I have mini retirements. Yeah. I have these mini retirements. You Holiday. You mean a holiday. That's, I like solo racing. You like driving. 
He's just like going for a drive. I think with Sergio finishing P2, but but there's a f- 20 second or 15 second gap. That vi- it's a you're still on the podium, but it's you must be so sad inside. It's like you're second, but you're not. It's like, it's sort of like you've inherited 30 grand, but you had to watch your grand die. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's a bit like <laughs> it's like it's like you've got a new kidney, but it's your own child's kidney. You know, that's you, what it's you like. You get to live longer, but it's a bad feeling. Yeah, you 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 won like the Reese's uh, like award, like you won a, Re- a Reese's Pieces prize. Yeah, now you get li- limit lifetime supply of limited uh, Reese's Pieces, but you're like deathly allergic to nuts. It's like it's like sleeping with your high school crush, the girl, yeah. the person you fancied throughout high school, but they've just syphilis. got they've just got divorced and they're at their lowest low. Oh, okay. And they give you syphilis. And they give you syphilis. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, that's it for this week's Dirtier. Don't forget to leave a review. We really need them on the apps, on your podcast apps, and also Dirtier merch is available now. Uh, Josh go- Weller, Age Against the Machine at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, from starting the tomorrow. Third of what? I mean, by the time this comes out, it will be oh, right, starting right, right, Wednesday. Right. The third, the third of August, whatever. Yeah, second. You start on the second. I start on the second. Don't you start soon. I start on the third. Yeah. Uh, and at the Pleasance. The Pleasance. And tickets are selling like medium temperature cakes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mine as well. Also um, Alfie like Brown is at the. Just the tonic at the caves. Just the tonic at the caves at ten past midnight. I'm seven ten. If you are, I mean, what kind of F1 fans are going to Edinburgh? Not many, I imagine. Well, there's no racing going on, so why not take in a show? Take in a show. Take in a show or 20. Um, and enjoy this message from our sponsors. I'm going to play a summer vacation song, I feel, as we exit the show, but maybe not Cliff Richard, because that song's bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm Josh Weller. <laughs> and I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Max and GP, Max and GP, they can't get along, but they have to get along, and they actually get along, it's Max and GP. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.